Macworld Podcast, episode 582 for November 15th, 2017. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm senior editor Roman Loyola. I'm joined by Macworld's managing editor, Leo Yamshan. Hello. We also have in studio uh, Macworld staff writer Jason Cross. Hello. And then on the East Coast, we have staff writer Michael Simon. Good morning. And good afternoon. We also wherever, have, wherever you are. Yes. And also joining us is, as always, our producer, Dan. Hi, Dan. one here. So, and also, we're live on Facebook and Twitter. We also want your audience questions and comments. Dan will be monitoring the Facebook and Twitter feeds for your questions and comments. So please let us know what you think. Let us know what any questions you have, and Dan will chime in with your guys' questions and comments. Uh, the podcast really runs well when you guys are doing that, so please, please chime in. Especially with today's topic. Today we're talking about the iPhone 10, but in particular we're talking about the iPhone versus Android. Ooh. Ooh. So today we posted an article about Android versus the iPhone 10, and Mike Simon uh, wrote this article, and... He basically found that the iPhone 10 rules. <laughs> so, so, anyways, uh, I thought we would go over the article today. Uh, Jason Cross has a lot of experience with with Android. So, if any of our readers and viewers have any experience with Android and have thoughts and opinions, please let us know, and Dan will chime in with that. So, Mike, why don't you tell us about this article? How did you like kind of approach this article? Sure. Um, well, you know, every time it's it's always this time of year when we get the iPhone, we get the Google phone. The last couple of years, or, or or Nexus before that, we get the year-end LG phones, and Samsung comes out with the Note. So it's a it's a bountiful time for you know really good flagship phones. And you know, we always kind of compare the iPhone, but it, it, there's there's differences. The iPhone has its, has its you know LCD screen and it's it's um, you know, home button on the front. And it was always not quite an, no pun intended, apples to apples comparison. <laughs> right. But, you know, this year it was a lot, you know, the iPhone 10 is a lot more like what we see on the Android side. We have an OLED screen. We have those VIN bezels. We have a uh, 18 by 9 type form factor. So, you know, I, when I got it and I was using it, it kind of, you know, I would switch between the Note and I was, at the time, I was also reviewing the LG V30. And it kind of struck me how we're kind of reaching like a homogenization of smartphones much more than, than years past. So I just thought it was natural to look at the top or what I think are the top Android phones right now, which is the Samsung Note 8 or the Galaxy S8. They're very similar. The uh, LG V30 and the Pixel 2 XL, which um, all came out within the last month or two. And they're all, you know, they're a little cheaper, but they're in the same price range. And they all have all of these screens and they all have thin bezels and they all have the best uh, processor. And I just wanted to take a look at, you know, how these phones stack up against each other when you really kind of dive into the experience. I want to point out, and to, and I think our a lot of our viewers know this, that Mike actually splits his time with Macworld and PC World. Mm -hmm. So it's not that he has no idea what he's doing when it comes to Android, or you know, if you're looking at it from the other point of view, he has no idea what he's do, doing when it comes to the iPhone X. He spends a lot of time with both platforms. So I think he knows what he's talking about when he's comparing A lot of people phones. on Twitter don't think I know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about, though. But, so, but what's in I, his no heart? Doubt. What is in his heart <laughs> is, the, yeah. is the question. Well, I'll tell you what. I just gave up my iPhone 10 to my wife this morning. Uh, so, oh. Uh-oh. So your wife is in your heart. <laughs> it, was, it, was a sad, it was a sad transfer of power. But um, <laughs> I, use, I use Android more than I use Apple phones because there's so many of them and I have to test them and stay on top of what's new. Yep. And if I'm spending $1,500 on a phone, I'd rather someone use it who's going to use it every day. So that is now her phone. As much as I didn't want to give it up. Right. <laughs> and you just earned a lot of points. A lot of marriage points. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So the article, have, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say my wife and I have something of an iPhone marriage. We, we got married about, about a month and a half before the first iPhone came out. Hmm. 
And right after our, our honeymoon, we went to the Apple Store to check it out, and Aww. we ended up buying we, we ended up buying two of them. Which wow! We didn't, we didn't, so so it's we've been, been, we've been an iPhone yes. couple for forever. Forever since for ten years. Yeah. When we renew our vows, we'll do it in an Apple Store. <laughs> oh. is, is that so? Is that advice for all the single people out there? Is to buy a phone and then share it with with that person? It does help. Uh, it does help to make sure that you are that you both have the best possible phones you can buy. <laughs> So, uh, so Mike, you broke broke down this article to different uh, features of each phone, starting off with the display. So, can you talk about what you found with the displays? How you, when you compared them, what did you what did you literally see? Yeah, I, I actually switched that at the last minute. I, I had the design section first, and I put display at the top just because. And Jason and I have talked about this, and and. Uh, you know, we've we we have experience with a lot of OLED screens. Yep. And Apple has just worked some magic with this screen. It is just stunning. Yeah, you you're with, used to watching. You're used to looking at a Samsung, a top tier Samsung phone, not not one of yeah. the cheap ones, but like a Note or a Galaxy S8 or something, and just thinking like, wow, they're so far ahead of everybody else. That's they're right. So far ahead of LG. They're so the, the Pixel phones are fine, although there's some issues with the XL, but they're. You know, they're they're fine, and then Samsung's in another category. And even though Samsung makes the hardware for the makes this actual panel, the way Apple has calibrated it and yeah. the way that it changes white balance with your everything about it is just so spot on, like yeah. perfect that it it does it jumps out at you. It I mean every I've been you know it's been two, it was two weeks yesterday or to, whatever two weeks tomorrow, but so. You know, I'm I'm over the honeymoon phase, and I still I well, every time I unlock it, it's just like wow, the this, this display is just just blows me away. And when I was doing the uh, battery test, I, I turned off True Tone, mm -hmm. and that makes such a huge mm -hmm. difference. Like yes. Apple is really ahead of the game when it comes to, you know, recognizing the lighting around you and not not just you know dimming and brightening the screen, like really changing the calibration, the white balance. It's just awesome. Yeah. So. What is it about this display? Like, like you said, it, they're Samsung displays. Mm -hmm. So yeah. theoretically, you would think that they'd be the same. But what is it? You know, what is the difference that you guys are seeing? Is it like you know, is the colors just better? The details better? Can you get into a little bit of specifics? Well, the guys who the, the guys who have like really put these things on the light meters and gotten hard empirical data yeah. have found that it is more color accurate than mm -hmm. even uh -huh. Samsung's, which is really good. Wow. The the full screen brightness, OLED brightness is weird. If you brighten up just a part of the display, like if you have a black display with just some white text, yeah. the small part of the display can get really bright. If you try and make the whole screen white, then that maximum brightness is not as bright, right? So right. Um, that is brighter than the Samsung phones with the with a weird exception in, in that if you have auto brightness on on Samsung phones, when you go outside in the bright daylight, they'll kick in to this like super incredibly yeah. bright. The colors turn really crappy and it gets super, super bright. Mm -hmm. And it can do that for just like a couple minutes maximum, mm -hmm. you know, because it makes the phone too hot and it drains yeah, the battery yeah. and stuff like that. But outside of that, uh, it gets brighter than the Samsung displays. Uh, and in terms of sharpness and stuff, I mean, it's a little bit lower pixels per inch than the best Samsung mm -hmm. phones, but not that yeah. you'd notice. It's higher than iPhone pluses and stuff that you're used to seeing. And, so and their text rendering is just really good. I don't know what Apple's doing with their subpixel rendering. How they figured out how to finagle the pentile display right. of a of an OLED screen, but their the edges of text and stuff just look so right yep. compared to what you see on a lot of Android phones. Yeah, on on the on the other phones I've used, it's almost like a very slight, almost like a glow around black text when you when you're putting it against a, a really right. light background and the iPhone just doesn't have that. It, it looks like it's printed on the screen. Like the text is like, it's like looking at a, like, like, like a magazine page. Mm -hmm. It's just so perfectly crisp and perfectly, you know, legible. Like it doesn't hurt, you know, reading it for, for longer stretches doesn't hurt your eyes. It's just, it's fantastic. Which is weird because it's the opposite of Mac OS and Windows <laughs> where, yeah. where Mac OS for some reason kind of makes fonts look a little bolder and a little yeah. fuzzier. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and except now the now their resolutions kind of caught up to it, but like that's their subpixel rendering was always really weird compared to to Windows and 
no, but it's it's amazing on on the yeah. iPhone. 10. And also the uh, the 120 hertz refresh of the touch uh, sensitivity of the uh, the uh, touch display mm-hmm. that makes a, a a massive difference when you're talking about animations and when you're scrolling. You know, like I I would slow it down to like a real slow. You know, kind of like almost like a like a one frame per second. You know, even just like doing something like uh, blurring the screen, and on this on the on the Note Eight, which is you know a, a really good display. Don't don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you could see like the display kind of stuttering and you know like lowering in brightness and raising in brightness mm-hmm. as it as it kind of goes through each step. And the iPhone X is just smooth throughout. Like no matter how slow yeah. you're going, yeah, the animations I, are just insanely know. smooth. Yeah, Jason, I was going to say, for people who don't understand what the refresh thing is, can you explain that yeah, a little bit? Uh, yeah. So the screen is still updated 60 times a second, just like it yeah. is on all the other iPhones. Uh, and um, and just like it ostensibly is on Android phones. But mm-hmm. uh, Apple's doing it. And to, to Mike's point, I don't know if the 120 hertz thing is part of what's making this smooth or if it just has to do with the processor and the OS. Right, and so. right. But, uh, but what they're doing on the iPhone 10 is they are sampling your touch input at 120 hertz, like double fast. So anytime you, every time you touch the display, it's reacting to that touch at right. best in half the time or, or change your touch mm-hmm. or your swipe or anything like that. You see this uh, on the new iPad Pros plus some because the iPad Pros will right. also do, up up the refresh of the display to 120 hertz, and you can I- instantly see that and feel it in everything you do. Like everything is just amazingly buttery yeah. smooth and responsive. It doesn't quite feel like that. This is not ProMotion, right? Right. Um, but it is. But there is a difference in how quickly the phone sort of reacts to you manipulating it. Right. It, there is a feel there. Okay. So. And you guys aren't. They, you don't have a similar experience on any Android phone that. No, although I will say there have been a couple of Android phones that do 120 hertz displays. They don't right. really that land in America. Question, yeah. There's a, there's been two Sharp phones and <clears throat> yeah. the new Razer phone. And the new Razer, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I don't have I don't have hands on time with the yeah. new Razer. We Razor haven't we haven't yet. been been bestowed a review unit <laughs> by Razer yet. Yeah, I don't think they're shipping yet. So um, we'll see on that one. And then those two Sharp phones never. I don't think they really shipped out of Japan. Yeah, they didn't they didn't make it here. Okay. Okay, and then you touched on the design, Mike. So, what is it about the iPhone design? It makes it sound like the iPhone design is caught up. Would you say that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when I first saw the iPhone, um, the uh, Galaxy S8, and uh, at the time, I I was working with Jason mm-hmm. over on Android stuff, and I I, I messaged him like, "Wow, this is just gorgeous!" Like, it it really at the time it made the iPhone look just completely outdated the iphone 7 at the time yeah and when i wrote my review my the, the last line of my galaxy sa plus review was your move apple meaning that this is the future of design like where you know <clears throat> at a time when it seemed like things were getting a little stale the bezels were you know they were the same over time um samsung really knocked it out of the park with the park with the s8 and you know also the note 8 which had a very similar design has a very slim bezel at the top and the bottom the the, the sides are they they have that infinity display so it curves over mm-hmm. and it feels great in your hand it's a different ratio and you know i didn't think apple was going to you know really wow me with the 10 i'm like i'm, I'm being honest here i even in pictures i said hey you know it's it's fine but Samsung and LG, they really had, and Google too, they really, you know, they have great designs. But what's striking about the 10 is the balance of it because it has that slim bezel, the same bezel going around the whole phone, even with the notch. Because when you reach that top corner, it still curves inward until it gets the notch. It just helps with, with, the, in, with the entire symmetry of the display. And, you know, it's a small thing that you can't, doesn't really come across in pictures. But when you use it for a day or two, and then you go back to one that has the, the bars at the top and the bottom, it's it's a, it's just it makes a huge difference with with your focus on the display and you know just how the design hits you as you're using it. And the bands around the side, the way they're they're yeah. curved, the way the the shine of the bands. Although I I don't think if you get the the white they call it silver. It's mm-hmm. white. The, the white <laughs> yeah. Eye, yeah, it has a silver bezel today. though. Right. The so that silver <laughs> band around the way the way that shines and that kind of evokes a lot that yeah. of the sort of original iPhone totally. feeling. Right. Um. I don't I don't think that's going to stay shiny. It's 
anytime it's yeah, something's really so. chromed up like that, it's going to get I so know, scratched yeah. up. I feel like you're going to yeah. have to cover it up. Right. But, but yeah, those sort of touches, I think, just take it just to the next level. And, and you see people recognize it like on absolutely yeah. like out in public they, they will right. they will know at, at a glance mm-hmm. that's yeah. the new iphone you know? yeah which it's been a while since mm-hmm. we've right. you you could have carried an iphone 6 or 6 uh or uh 6s yeah. or 7 and nobody would have really known right yeah. that different yeah. you know or even the eights even though the eights have the, eights. the glass back yeah. unless you're really like paying attention to new releases and stuff yeah at a glance it could totally pass it's for basically any four other years iPhone. worth of iphones that could have all passed for mm-hmm. each other yeah, at a sure. glance and now now it, it, it collapsed. and uh, to the point michael made uh, when lg and, and with the lg g6 and the galaxy s8 dropped this spring and they had that that taller sort of two by one aspect ratio, but they call it eighteen by nine or whatever. But around that aspect ratio, that felt like immediately when you start using that, you're like, oh, this is the way phones are going to be. Absolutely, you understand yeah. that like mm-hmm. almost everything we do on a phone is kind of a vertically scrolling list of rich media of some kind, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or text messaging or most web pages. Yeah. You're scrolling a vertical thing full of photos and stuff, and having a narrower, taller phone fits in your hand better, but lets you see more mm-hmm. screen. And you just, I felt like if Apple didn't do that for another year, we would just be like, oh, what are they doing? So, yeah, like, totally. How are they still <laughs> not doing this? So, yeah, so yeah, it, it, it was catch if, up in that sense. If, if all we had was the iPhone 8, yeah, it definitely right. would have looked just old. Like this Android yeah. was like, a, like years ahead. Exactly. Yeah. And I, we've talked about this in the, in the last podcast, but I, I like the notch. I like the Ugh. status bar, how it's separated. <laughs> Leo doesn't I, like, I the like notch. it. All right, I, I mean, me, I uh, can understand being neutral about the notch, but like, <laughs> but liking the yeah, notch. Yeah, I'm ambivalent. That, that's going. That's too far. So we have yeah. hate, like. I'm ambivalent. So-so? Like, there's, okay. there's good things and bad things. You know. I hate. I miss yeah. all my icons at the top. That tell me if I'm in do not disturb and if my alarm for the morning is set and all of those things. Yeah. It just saves me from having. I know they're in control center, but yeah. I like not having the. I like just being able to look and have that information. And it sucks playing games in landscape mode and having yeah, that, that in like the corner landscape of my eye. Is a little tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. More apps need to understand that, okay, should I fill in that notch or should I cut to the edge of the notch and just display mm-hmm. there? And I can put other things there. Mm-hmm. I can, you know. But yeah, the apps still need to kind of figure it out. Sure, and that's probably coming. But in the meantime, right. it's like that's something they'll there be thinking a lot of, about. They're a lot of. They're either all in, yeah. or they're back like sixteen right. by nine in a small window that, that <laughs> yeah. really bugs me yeah. and stuff. So yeah, there's there's a middle ground that they yeah. need to figure out. I mean, as as a video guy, I think they should have just made the screen a little bit longer so that video would not have to be letterboxed, mm. and then it'd be like, okay, yeah, just make it that much longer. And you get the same effect, mm-hmm. right? You just have a slightly longer phone. You know, why not? Why not do that? It would have to be wider. Yeah, right. I think you're talking letterbox. about wider too. Because it cuts off if you fill the if you fill the, the gap, it cuts off the tops and bottoms. So if you were to ratio. if you were to shrink it to not cover the notch, then it would be taller. So then it would just be letterbox along the sides where the bars would be, effectively. That's what they can do now. But, but you, you shrink it in, and then you end up with more te- you, more black on the top and bottom now as a result. Like, everything comes in, right? No, like, if you just view, yeah. say, YouTube, for example, yeah. YouTube will let you view it either way. Yeah. And if it you if you don't cut off, if you don't letterbox anything, you get pillar bars on the side where the notch and the chin, I guess, would be. Or you can fill it, and it cuts off the top and bottom. So you would you need yeah. to be wider. Oh, uh, okay. But either way, yeah, like or just, you know, video apps need to, to fit the middle ground. Just like stop at the notch. Go all the way to the right. butt, but just stop at the notch and just cut off less or something. I don't know. Yeah, There's... I'd be interested to know what the that design decision, came, how they came mm-hmm. upon that decision to, right. to go into the notch with full video and, and photos. Right, yeah. That's where I find it really annoying. And that's Apple's so. official guidance. It's like, yeah, yeah. go... You, you know, it, yeah. just make sure you don't put like important interface right. stuff right. in right. there. <laughs> yeah, but right. but use it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm kind of ambivalent about the notch until I look at photos and videos with it. But the one thing that I do find annoying about it is that I feel like, and, and I know the iPhone's only been out for you know a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That you know that space. 
the horn, so to speak, right. could be used. If it was being used exactly. in a way that felt productive or something like that, you know, then I would probably appreciate the notch more. But like, I love it in apps where they are. Like uh, yeah. that. That I can't remember the name of that Reddit app now. That's so Apollo. Good. Apollo, yeah. Which um, I mean, they're filling the whole screen, so you have yeah. a nice long list of stuff to look at, and then they're but they're leaving your status stuff up in the bars, yeah. and yeah. they're That's putting smart. things like right. your when you change volume and stuff, they're putting it little icons up there and stuff. So, right. and so I, you, I think we'll see that like going forward. Thing. I think Apple too. I think like like Walea says about the alarm, knowing that your alarm is set. I think it'll. Mm-hmm. Kind of dynamically switch and show us things that we need to. Mm. As yeah, they need to iOS, get on that. It kind of matures. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing about the status bar, so with Android phones, so first you have the glass strip, then below that you have the status bar. So you, you so you're using you're losing more right oh, of the rolls. display. Yeah, I see. And, and even if you, know. you and if the whole point of these things is to get you rid of the home button and. Uh, and stuff you, that too. Then, then you've got a strip on the bottom for your right. home and back and recents your three android buttons so you're yep. giving up that strip which mm-hmm. you could otherwise they otherwise would put on the chin as as hardware yeah so right. uh, you know <laughs> i like the on-screen displays for for android but it's the trade-offs are all there so yeah. mm-hmm. okay i'm just but using i mean we'll, we'll get to this and when i get to the experience section but you know, just that that home indicator just felt so fresher than the static home button, the virtual home button on any other Android phone. Yeah. I was well, going to say that there was a question on usability, okay. um, but that might kind of be tied into uh, Mike's sex, uh, section on uh, later on. But the question is, is um, Higgs Boson asked on Twitter is, I've used Androids and they feel subpar, subfeatured and clunky. So if you can talk about usability in this versus... Yeah, why don't we go ahead and talk about what, what you found in terms of usability and, and things like that, Mike. Well, one thing about usability that I do prefer on Android is the app drawer. And I've always... I've been saying that for years, yep. even yep. before True. I had this job where I was bouncing back and forth. It just makes more sense, especially when now we have this brilliant screen and we're, there's icons and folders all over it. I mean, I want to see my home screen picture without any apps if I want, or just a couple in the dock and the bottom. And I, I think in iOS 12 or maybe iOS 13, I think Apple will get there and finally realize that it, it's 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 better. And on most Android phones, they give you the choice. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, if you want to put your apps on the home screen, go ahead. If you want to put them in a drawer, go ahead. And I, don't, I just don't understand why Apple doesn't or even just let me arrange do that. them. Like, yeah. like I can reorder them, but they all go from the top. They're all there, yeah. They all go from the top down. Like I can't. Why can't I just? If I just want all my apps on screens two through yeah. whatever, and I yeah. want to just put two things that I use all the time, they're got to be up in the upper left corner. They they yeah. can't be down by where I touch. So correct. Yeah, just let me reorder. Yeah, the icons drive me nuts. Let so. me place stuff where I want. Mm-hmm. Apple, totally. that would be fine. So yeah, that is absolutely. And that has less to do with specific phones than just that's just an Android versus iOS that's thing. Android, but, Android. but that's but as far as like that. general usability goes, you know, like like I said, like I touched on a couple of minutes ago, the home indicator that Apple has has introduced here is it's it's I mean it's 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 a, it's a brilliant way to navigate because you're first of all your fingers are always down there as you know so Android puts the virtual button. But with with the previous iPhones, you know, you had to go down below the screen, take your fingers off the screen, and put them on the button, which seemed like a perfectly fine move for however intent for ten years. But now, when you go back, because now I'm using an iPhone 6s again, because I had to take my wife's old phone, and it's just like, <laughs> what am I doing? Like it feels like such an archaic, clunky mm. method to go yeah. back to now Dude, a physical button. Yeah. I, I found myself after spending like a week with the iPhone 10, I pick up another phone, iPhone or otherwise, and and flick it. Like I'm, I'm flicking totally. from the bottom, going. I've done that. Oh, yeah, too. It's not yeah a, you're trying. Yeah, I've done that. Or yeah. switching between apps, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so much nicer. Squishing and your thumb down and then pressing inward. Then, like just do that without a phone in your hands. Put your thumb downward and then press in. It's, it's, it's awkward. Not it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. unnatural. And we've been doing it. And you're it taking for your years. fingers off of the action. You're taking your eyes off of the action. Like yeah. it, it, it takes you out of the whole experience. And you know, even so, even beyond that, just using it like switching between apps is better. Uh, going into multitasking is better. The one thing I would change is um, 
And I, for some reason, there's there's like a video circling in, in Apple's own um, video like tip thing mm -hmm. where the control center like the iPad was part of uh, multitasking. And that should definitely be back. Like it should be the right multi screen when you go into that carousel. Yeah. Because um, grabbing it from the top is just a pain. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little... Yeah. The top right is a hard corner to reach. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, more so than the top left. I, I, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one thing but, that that motion has done for me is it made me realize how much i used control center mm -hmm. yeah, yeah me i didn't too. realize oh, i used it as yeah. much as i did and, yeah, and now you have to use it more just to see the battery indicator like how <laughs> yeah. much time you have left yeah. right yeah. like you have to go in there now i'm finding that i use my watch for more things that i used to use control center for mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. um like i always use my watch to control whatever i'm listening to now where before i it would often just be easier to flick up from control oh, that's, center that's, to yeah, that's, pause that's or whatever point. That's a good yeah. point. So, that's and, cool. and you can check your phone's battery life from Apple Watch as well. So, yeah, I always forget I have the watch. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's so now, point. now I definitely like this holiday season. I'm going to upgrade my watch. Like I was uh, thinking of doing that anyways, but now that I'm using my watch more, like I definitely. Well, do you want have a, a series watch. one or two? Like the OG. Oh yeah, you're, series you're due one. for an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, just just going to series two, they the the watch is like twice as bright. It's oh, so much yeah. better. Yeah, the the thousand nit screen or something was only on the like the series two and and later, so yeah, it makes a huge better. difference. Just just looking at Absolute. it in the daylight is a huge yeah. upgrade. So, so yeah. Apple it, it, moving it, Control Center was a way to boost Apple Watch. So. Uh, yeah, it's all part that's of the plan. Gotta be <laughs> part of the plan. It should be noted that Android has their version of the Control Center up at the top as well. So that mm. that's kind yep. of a wash as far as usability goes. But um, yeah, I just I I, I like the iPhone. Uh, you, you know, um, if you just take iOS uh, at, at face value, uh, Oreo is really nice. Android Oreo is really nice, although most Android phones don't use it, which is a that's a major bone of contention. The, the Pixel 2 does, mm -hmm. but that's like the only one that's right. new. Um, but, um, you know, if, if you so if you take iOS versus Android, you know, there are good things about iOS. There were good things about Android. But Apple's navigation and the whole system with the iPhone 10 with iOS is just top notch, uh, second to none, I and, think. And I would say um, that part of that is Face ID. Like there's there's a mm -hmm. usability part of the experience where outside of just the fact that you're unlocking your phone, the fact that they make unlocking your phone not an extra action mm -hmm. is well, well, I find myself using that feature where your notifications don't show all the all the data. You know, I mean, you could have set that on your other iPhones, right. it's just not right. the default and stuff, and nobody's going to because as soon as you press the button, you go to your home screen, right? right? But but that that becomes a good user experience. Like you see, mm -hmm. all, you see, I have notifications, but you don't know what they are. Nobody else does, and then you look at your face and you see what they are, and you go, oh, that's important. You tap on it, and you go right into that app, and you don't have to unlock your phone because mm -hmm. it unlocked when you looked at it. Right. right. I so it's, love that feature. Right. It I love it. Yeah. Right. It doesn't yeah. feel like. It, it's you didn't realize you were doing an extra step until you, it was yeah. gone, and that's not really something that's comparable on Android. You can, right. uh, if you touch that fingerprint sensor on the back or something like that, boom, you're at your home screen. So it's it's not really that experience of taking you from looking just checking my notifications, getting into that app. Yep, you're you're tapping that fingerprint sensor. No matter how fast it is, mm -hmm. it's a thing you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So on Facebook, well, we have Ian says they just got their iPhone 10 this morning, and they love everything about it. But congratulations! <laughs> but they're still getting used to having no home button. Yeah. So yeah. how long yeah. did it take you guys to get used to, you know, to where now? Does it feel like second nature at this point? Yeah. At yeah. this point, yes. Yeah. yeah it feels weird to have one. I honestly, I pick up a, an iPhone that has a home button and I swipe up on it. Like, yeah. so uh, it, yeah. it won't take more than a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a day yeah. and a half to two days. Yeah. And it you took me a couple of days. Anything. And like Mike yeah. was saying, when you go back to using a button, there's something, it feels like you're using old tech. Yeah. Yeah. There's something archaic about it. It's, it's, it's odd, but yeah. And KS Way on Twitter is asking, how do you check your iPhone battery life on the Apple Watch? Because I think you were just oh, yeah. saying that. Thought... That's a good question. Oh. <laughs> you um, swipe up, right? Yeah, you totally can. Yeah, there's a way to do it. Do, are all four of you wearing Apple Watches yes. right now? Yes. Of course we are. <laughs> I'm not going to check because the other three are looking. So. Um, how do you do it? I think you swipe, swipe up to bring up Control Center. Yeah. And then you tap on the 
battery, right? You tap on the battery percent for your watch and uh, the watch or something like that. Power but the one for your phone. Can't yeah. Remember. I don't remember. Um, and I was just saying that I do it, and I do. Yeah. But I'll get back to you. <laughs> We All should right. <laughs> we should make a note to write a little how to article. Yeah. Right, we should. <laughs> that'd be a yeah. quick. People want to know. Yeah, I know I've done it too, and you can also yeah. check your AirPods battery mm -hmm. when when they're in use. Yeah, and that's yeah. I'm pretty sure maybe it's because your phone has to be unlocked or something. But yeah. You um. Well, while you guys are doing yeah, that, yeah, we'll get back to you. Um, we'll get back on you. on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, Wooly is asking or, or is commenting that they are waiting for the 10 plus because they think the 10 <laughs> is too small. I can I can yeah. I can get that. Like I mean I I don't feel like it's too small. I feel like this is kind of my my minimum size. I have big hands, and I I would like a more plus size model than this yeah. as well. Um, not not so much that I'd wait a year for it because it's not like it's gonna come out next month or something, but. But uh, yeah, uh, if they made this and a and a slightly bigger one, I yeah. would get the slightly bigger one. Yeah. I, I wrote in my review, which po I posted yesterday, that uh, I had this like psychological barrier, optical illusion thing, where the iPhone 10 screen is, you know, cumulatively bigger than the Plus screen because it's 5.8 inches yeah. versus 5.5. Mm -hmm. It's slightly narrower. It's aspect ratio, so right. but it, but it's a little taller. Uh, it's, but I, it's the same. It's almost exactly the same area. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I kept looking at the phone, thinking this this screen feels smaller. Mm -hmm. And then I would actually take both my my Plus phone and my iPhone 10 phone and like put it face to face and go, No, the screen is the same size. But why do I keep thinking it's this is smaller? Why do I keep thinking the new phone is smaller? And it's the bezel. Mm -hmm. I kept. I had convinced myself, or I. Mentally, you know, psychologically accepted that the bezel was part of the screen. Right. It it's is part the of the phone screen. is smaller. Right. It feels like the display is smaller. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and then, but it took me a couple of days to finally accept that, or, or come to the realization that, or I, I had realized it to accept it. Took me a couple of days yeah. to like, yeah, no, this this screen to is the same it, size. On your yeah. <laughs> it took a while for me to get over that. Yeah, so I don't. I, I totally know where that, that. where he's coming, where that user's coming from. I, yeah. If I pick up a, a non plus iPhone, like an iPhone eight or seven, yeah. not plus, yeah, sign, uh, that does feel small compared to the ten. Yeah, like I like that screen. Like I'm like, yeah, this is a smaller screen. So if that if that reader's like, I'm waiting for the plus because I've used an iPhone, the regular non-plus iPhones, and that's too small. I don't, I don't feel that yeah. with this. I agree that like regular non-plus iPhones are too small, the screens are too small, yeah. and I don't get that feeling when I use the ten. I mean, if they come out with a, the new ten, whatever X two, whatever they're gonna call it, <laughs> in the plus size. Yeah. I'm getting that phone. Absolutely. No, that's I a paid, I paid, Yeah, I paid two two grand. For yeah, it. it's probably going to be a lot of money, and I can't imagine what the battery life is going to be on that because that. Well, you could put a bigger battery in. Yeah, that's true. You put a bigger battery in it, um, but that phone's going to be really expensive. We, uh, but I'm getting yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, we ran into this when we were looking at the I the Galaxy S8s. They have the S8 and S8 Plus, which is the bigger one, and both me and Michael and John. Uh, would would hold we're we're at the events like where you're previewing them and we're holding the phone and we're like this is great I want to try the plus one it's like that is the plus one you don't yeah. with this right. with the slim bezels and the screen aspect being yeah. what it is you don't get a, that impression that like oh I am holding the big one yeah you know it's just it's yeah, comfortable the, the, to hold, uh, even though Galaxy it's S8 Plus is the same size as the iPhone 10 I believe it's bigger I don't know there's there's the smaller one right there's the smaller the S8 is 5.8 yes. Yeah. And yeah, the, and then uh, six the bigger two, one, six point right. one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, so Mike, do you have any like any final points that you would like to point out to, to kind of wrap up what your your Android versus uh, iPhone ten uh, with just the this like the on on as, as a whole? Yeah, just as a whole. Yeah. So. Well, since we were talking about battery life, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I actually gave this category to um, to the Pixel two. For um, for length for uh, long, long, longevity, and I gave the charging section to the Note 8, although with the 7.5 watt oh, iOS 11.2 upgrade, that might change things because the wireless charging might be faster. But two things: one, Apple really needs to supply a an actual fast charging 
um, you know, charger in the box. For real. It's absurd that they make people spend $20 on a new one when you're spending $1,300 on a phone. So that, that's number one. Number two, I really wish they would put like a 3,500 milliamp hour battery in these things and make it last like three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, I mean, they're really, you know, they, they're getting tremendous battery life out of a relatively small 2,700 milliamp hour battery. Mm-hmm. The Note 8 has a 3300. The Pixel has a 3500. The um, uh, what's the phone that just came out that I don't remember uh, has a 4000. I can't remember what it. Oh, the uh, Mate 9. The Huawei Mate 9 has a 4000 milliamp hour battery. You know, we're really you know, Apple with that size battery and its iOS optimizations could just destroy the industry with this. Yeah. And make it last like two like two days without even worrying about it. Yep. And whether it's a bottom line thing or whether it's an engineering thing, I don't know. But I hope that they change that next year. And I mean, really, there's you know. no room for more battery. And if you've seen the teardown, yeah, it's amazing yeah. they even fit what they fit. Yeah, it's actually thing. two cells. It's not yeah, one. And it's, yeah, and it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. there's a double stacked motherboard right. that's real tiny. It's like crazy. Yeah. But I, th- it's not just physical room. Like there's different grades right. of battery i think they could right they could probably get 10 percent more battery just using a more expensive yeah, yeah higher right. capacity lithium and they, they actually went i i didn't notice until i checked the specs but the iphone 8 has a or and the a plus has a smaller battery than the 7 plus and the 7 like that the shouldn't 7, be the 7 plus was the biggest battery they ever put in yeah there, it's like 300 milliamp hours and that's that's significant it's yeah, even it's though they say it gets about the same battery life like why yeah. are you doing that yeah like you should get more this is a newer phone you're you know it's a yeah why does the 8 just, plus internally there's the same amount of room why does the 8 plus have a yeah. slightly smaller battery right. than the I 7 i totally plus? agree it doesn't make any sense it's not a lot it sounds like a lot but you know 8% is it's there. Well, it's a it's when you're dealing with Apple's optimizations and you know that much could mean 2 hours. Yeah. You know. So, um Mike talks oh, a lot. The, uh, one I'm more sorry. thing, the, yeah. the Pixel 2 XL's camera is is awesome. Yeah. Like awesome. It's a better camera, yeah. You know, Apple's is really good too. And I I gave this I I kind of tied this one because um, you know, they were it was really too close to call. Well, we're but at the a Pixel point. Two XL has has a single lens, and it's just amazing what they can do with it. I mean, we're kind of at a point now with smartphone cameras where they're all really good. Yes, and that's it's true. certain nuances that you know particular users will like or dislike right now. So in the high end phones, and, uh, true. Because the when phone. you buy a four hundred dollar Android that's phone, true. it is not the same <laughs> as no. the best new iPhone. That's and, true. And Pixel, yeah. so. Um, but yeah, Google Google's doing amazing stuff with their image processing. I mean, the way they can get portrait mode, the way they can do low lighting, it's just it's it it, it blows your mind. Mm-hmm. So Mike talks about some other uh, characteristics of each phone. He compares like the sound. Uh, he goes more in depth about the cameras. Uh, so if you guys are in the audience are interested, we encourage you to read that article on MacWorld.com. You can see pictures of my son in portrait mode if you like. <laughs> So the, the name of the article is uh, iPhone versus Android's Best, a surprisingly lopsided affair. It's on our website right now. I encourage you to go check it out. If you have any more comments totally or questions. Totally unbiased. Totally unbiased. <laughs> so. I, I really thought I was, I thought I would mitigate the, uh, the hate mail I got, but people are just like, you write for Macworld. This is so biased. Like, right. you know, iPhone lost several of these categories, and I thought I explained myself well enough. But I think the problem was I used the word lopsided in, in, in my headline and that that was probably not the uh, smartest thing for internet trolls. Right. <laughs> surprisingly, you know, I, surprisingly. Last time. I, I think it's because you love the notch, and right there, <laughs> yeah, that just Silver. says that yeah. just says it. So we'll see. I believe that if not next year, then in 2019, we will see a large contingent. Maybe maybe not a large, but a contingent of Android phones that have a camera notch. Yeah, I'm yep. going to go on record with that prediction. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what is there now? Just the essential, right? Just the one, yeah, just the essential, for, okay. which I think forty-five people bought. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that just about does it for today's MacWorld podcast. Oh, I thought it's, you were going to talk about remaining two thousand seventeen stuff. If we got time, do we yeah. have time? Yeah, yeah, I was just trying to wrap up that. Uh, okay, that versus up that section. Okay. I, I was, we I was, I was, we'll be quick. Okay. We have one one more thing. Okay, yeah. so we have oh there's one more thing, yes. So that wraps up our conversation about uh, <laughs> the go. iPhone 10 and Android. But we wanted to talk about also the original 
a topic for this podcast was Apple's plans for the rest of 2017. I mean, there's only, what, two months left? Uh, not even. Not even. Not we even got like two six months. weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, but Apple still has some stuff in the pipeline uh, coming down. So we want to talk about that. And if anyone in the audience has any questions or comments, please let us know. So th- I think the one product that people are waiting for uh, that Apple said was coming out in December is the HomePod. Yeah. Because this is a hot category right now mm-hmm. yep and the thing is we haven't heard anything really about it there's no pre-order date nothing right. yeah no pre-order date i mean we got a vague ship date of december which yeah. could mean december 31st yeah it's true but they didn't even state the year so it could be 20 2018 just no, to they, be cynical they this year. did they say this year they did say i don't remember yeah. So, yeah so what are your kind of expectations what do you think the home pod's gonna be like like if compared to the rest of this sort of category. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that Apple framed it as a speaker mm-hmm. and they're going, you know, they went with the music angle. Yeah. So, but the thing is, you know, how many people are going to, you know, does, does that mean that, that kind of confuses me? As is you that can what tell. people really want to use their echoes right. Google Homes for is to play music extended music you know right and it's the reason they're not doing it just because they're bad experience right right what's the new um so there's google home but there's the new google home that's mac the max one google home max yeah that's expensive and it's got a really awesome speaker it is a really awesome speaker that's all it is 450 yeah Yeah. Uh, it's more comparable. Or 400, I don't remember. I think that's more comparable to what the HomePod is. I'm a little worried because the HomePod, I think you're right, it's going to be a great music thing. Right. And it's going to be, if if things like Apple TV and stuff are any indication, yeah. Siri is going to be limited even compared to what you can do on the phone, which is already yeah. a little bit depressingly behind Google Assistant. Yeah. And I can it, put it, Google Assistant on my iPhone. There's an app. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I do that and I use it. It's great. But I can't do that on my HomePod. Yeah. Right. So I'm stuck with whatever Siri can do that they put on that HomePod. And I think it's going to be like far behind what I can do on my Google Home and I'm going to get yeah. frustrated. I'm going to get annoyed that I can't ask it for like flight details and stuff. Right. I, I On Twitter, Caseway is asking if HomePods will have Bluetooth 5.0. I don't think yeah. they've announced. They, I don't think they've but announced they that kind of detail. Use the new. I think they mostly want to work with Wi-Fi, and um, and they have they do use the new uh, AirPlay two. Uh, what do they call it? AirPlay two. Is it AirPlay two? Yes, yes. yes um, AirPlay two. So they use the new AirPlay two, which like syncs up sound between devices and lets you control multiple devices. And control for that stuff is coming in the new iOS eleven point two update. So we'll get that update before HomePod drops. And, uh, you know, the iPhone 8 and 10 have Bluetooth 5, so presumably yeah. it will. But I think they're just doing it all over Wi-Fi. I think, I think, blue- so too, I think there'll be Bluetooth easy. in there for, like, setup, yeah. you know, right. quick to make it for their quick and easy setup stuff. But I think all the data transmissions could be over Wi-Fi. I'm a little kind of concerned about uh, HomePod, You're where concerned? I think it's going to be another... Uh, iPod hi-fi kind of yeah not some I don't think it's gonna I don't think this is what people want in a home speaker and a couple of the things we've seen in the uh, firmware suggests that most of the heavy lifting is going to be done with the phone Mm -hmm. which is also not what people want in a home speaker like I I have a I have I have Google Homes and Alexis in pretty much every room in my house (laughs) and I, I use it for I use it for music sometimes but mainly I use it for you know, controlling my lights and asking questions and things like that. I that I I can leave my phone apart. I don't care about the sound quality. Maybe people do, but I think that's a very small niche of the market. Mm-hmm. And Sonos just came out with a two hundred dollars speaker that does the same stuff. That will is that is allegedly going to get Siri uh, next year. Oh, okay. And that'd be interesting. That's you know Sonos is. Their their sound is is already established and people already know that name as far as you know home speaker solutions. So, I mean we'll see, but uh, it just seems like it might be a little bit too priced too high and filling a niche that people don't necessarily care about. They just need to make Siri a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like that's that the, too. That's the rub too. is that Siri yeah. is yeah. not good enough to be yeah. <laughs> like your home 
controls right. your thing. Yeah. I mean, my you know, Google... prediction. Oh. Yeah. No, go, no, go ahead. Okay, my go prediction ahead. is it's not going to be a hot seller right away. I bet they're releasing the product now just to kind of like get it out there and let people know that Maybe. it's here. Mm. WWDC <gasps> 2018, Siri is going to have some major, major improvements that'll yep. be able to be an right. over-the-air like update to the HomePod software, and then this thing's going to be kicked into high gear. Maybe so, so I'm calling yeah. it. That's yeah. what I'm hoping yeah. is going to yeah. happen. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and uh, when when Google Home came out, you know that that had some issues and still does have some issues. But that's one hundred and thirty dollars. I mean, that's a lot True. more of an impulse buy yep. than a three hundred dollar speaker. And I also, I don't even know how much how well these things are selling. Like some of the numbers you see, Amazon sold maybe like a couple million of them. Like. Apple I know a lot of people with Alexas. It's like everybody seems, seems like to have them. I don't know what that yeah. means in terms of numbers, but it's rare right. to go into somebody's home where they don't have like one of these Around things here, in the kitchen yeah. or living room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, could be where we live, too. That's yeah, it could true. Yeah, where we live. <laughs> it's not like that where I live. Okay. But it's still, there's a lot of like, of Alexas out there. Mm-hmm. So. I don't have yeah. one. So Especially come to my house. the <laughs> Echo Dot that's like 50 yeah. bucks, the yeah. little pop one. Uh, yeah, that's, and that's cheap. And mm-hmm. a lot of times you can get that for 40 or 35 when Amazon has a sale. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, that's, that's an impulse buy. Google has their cheap that's, one now, too. Yeah, they have the same thing. So um, I think Leia's right. I think Apple is absolutely testing the waters here. And I think that, you know, Siri, I hope she's right about 2018. That would be awesome. But Siri does need a major kind of, you know, injection of, of power and, and intelligence. It's time and it's been time for a while. So yeah. that's yeah. why I feel like. Yeah, I think they took their eyes off the ball for a couple of years. And yeah. I mean, I the one thing that Apple does is they don't iterate in public. That's true. So yeah. they'll just drop this update that is just like, whoa, right. and they'll blow your mind, but it might not come for two more years. You know? yeah. Just like with the AR stuff. Mm-hmm. Six yep. months ago, we were saying, oh, Apple is so behind. And then it was like, well, yeah, we did this. Yep. And it's just like, you know, Here's we're now, we're just as good, if not better up. than anyone else now. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You don't need so. a wonky phone with a special. Right. Yeah. All right. So what else is coming this year still? We've got. So um, there's also iMac supposed to be an Pro. iMac Pro. Yep, yeah, which so. we're all looking forward to because it's cool looking. Yes. It's space gray. Yeah. And it's it's $5,000. <laughs> right. You can even use... have, a, have an iMac Pro or five iPhone 10s. Your choice. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to use uh, those many core Intel Xeon processors and um, and uh, uh, Vega, Vega, Vega graphics. Vega right? Right, Vega graphics. graphics and... You can get an 18-core iMac Pro. Yeah. Which That's going to be like, like 12 or $13,000. Yeah, so for dollars. video people... Yeah, you know, there's your your 5K screen and right. all that. Yeah, so but I just want um, iMac that's space gray because it looks awesome. And they did that with the keyboard and the touchpad and stuff too. So yeah, yeah, it looks so good. Yeah, when I went to it's WWDC nice. inside, I was like, uh, yeah. I, yeah, that's 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 pretty damn gorgeous. Yeah, it was, and I don't usually say that about computers. It's like it's a <laughs> yeah. computer. But I was like, ooh, that 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 space gray yeah. is pretty cool. I'm just and, excited to see them try and put all of this hardware, like really high-end hardware, in an all-in-one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we were talking before the podcast that the the original iMac was this, you know, candy-colored, you know, the CD version. Yeah. yeah. And now it's, you know, it's like one of the one of the top machines you can buy. Well, soon to be one of the top machines you can buy. Yeah. I'd be interested to know if anyone in the audience is – planning to buy a mac pro when it comes out because that, that'll yeah. help us know the like, mac pro yeah i think i know there's a lot of people in the audience waiting on a new mac pro, a mac pro like yeah. a regular mac pro like so. waiting to get rid of the trash can yeah. yeah yeah if if the mac pro is like a straight up tower that i can modulate and customize i'm buying one yeah. too but that's i mean we haven't had that in years mm-hmm. right how many eight, eight seven eight years has it been since that last mac Customizable towers. People been a long still time. buy on eBay the cases yeah. to the case use amazing. for other things. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the the G5 power Mac was yeah. awesome. Right. At Fergus uh, on Twitter is saying he wants a Mac Mini the size of an iPhone. Hmm. Sure. Oh, you're not going to get that. <laughs> the size of an iPhone. <laughs> it's called an iPhone. It's called an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, wouldn't mind a Mac Mini that uh, has twenty. He wants to run Mac OS. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, they could probably get it the size of like the Apple TV. Yeah, I bet. You know, because there's yeah. those Intel. What do they call them? The the new NUC or new whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Those little Intel. Yeah. Guys, yeah. Yeah. and those yeah. run an x86 processor inside. I bet you yeah. could. I bet they could make it that yeah. size. Speaking of Apple TV, that's another thing we're still waiting on this year. Amazon yeah. Video 
Yeah. It's supposed to come oh, to yeah. Apple TV by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to watch my stuff on Amazon Video. You know, if they if the next season of Man in the High Castle comes out and I can't watch <laughs> it on my Apple TV, I'm going to be mad. There was that rumor, which was Amazon came out and said it's false, but I never trust companies that uh, bash rumors. But they said that Amazon was working on a... Um, uh, a prime uh, now I just totally blanked on what the rumor was. Oh, an ad supported prime, like free. Yes, what you, that's right. You'd pay yeah, ad, ad supported. So I wonder if they're waiting, if that's going to kind of coincide with the Apple TV launch because now everyone mm. could use it without. I, I bet it's being something a prime else. member. I think it's something else. I think iOS 11.2 in the in the betas right now. One of their features for developers is that if you have a recurring subscription service. You can have an introductory rate. You can have one right. of those, like, oh, right, the first right, 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 right. month is free, or the first month is fifty percent off, or something like that. And that's that's just like and, a feature. Yeah, Prime Prime does do that. Yep. So I would bet that that, that could be. They're waiting for TVOS eleven point two and iOS eleven point two to bring those. But on the other hand, you can get it on your phone. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. They did start selling Apple TVs on Amazon again, though. Oh, so that's right. Are they still? Didn't, didn't they take them off? They put them. Are they back on now? Did they? I know they started again? and then they pulled them and oh, did they put, bring I, them back a second time? Oh, that'd be funny. Let me check. I thought they. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that would be funny. We're checking right now. Too. Anyways, get yeah. on it. Oh, well, that's Apple just amount. Amazon. It's like seventeen dollars. <laughs> oh right. I yeah. No, they, they're there gone again. No Apple TV. It looks like yeah, they're gone, gone again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were there and they're. I bet they went there because they thought they were going to release the app and now they're back and they'll. Show up again when the app shows up. Oh, I bet. Anyway, way to go. So there's there's that, and then what else? Oh, well, and, speaking of speaking iOS eleven, yeah, yeah, it's also beta just added um, faster wireless charging, seven and a half watt uh-huh, wireless charging. Half, well, yeah. So yeah. it's faster than the, the adapter they give you in the box, <laughs> um, which is not saying much about the adapter. <laughs> right. um, and Apple Pay Cash. Yay! Those are all in the 11.2, so yeah. that's coming out to everyone soon. And that'll probably come out in the next couple of weeks. It's going to have to come out before HomePod because that right. adds all the AirPlay 2 stuff, too. Right. Yeah. So um, there's that. We're still waiting. The only feature left that they really announced at for iOS 11 that we don't have yet is the uh, iMessage in the cloud stuff. Right. The iCloud sync for iMessage. Right. Which I'm desperately waiting on. That would be so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then what else is coming this year? I think everything else is next year. I think the charger, the wireless charging pad. Yep, that's 2018. And the wireless AirPods. charging case for your AirPods right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's all spring. And we yeah. probably won't. I mean, there was a rumor that came out today about the iPad. I didn't actually check to see what it was. Well, but it's certainly not coming for the end. Yeah, that's yeah, not, it's not, yeah, it's not by yeah. the end of this year. There'll be new iPads next summer. But there like was a rumor that came out. Or something. I think I saw like a flash of the headline before I came in here, and I didn't actually okay. check to see what the rumor is. And then there's also that not this year, but probably next year. Uh, I mean, we'll all we'll see new MacBook Pros, but what will be interesting is because Apple or Intel came out recently with their new core yeah. chips, and Gordon Maung, who works for PC World here, did a round of a lap, round of PC laptop testing with that new processor and it's blazing fast yeah yeah the what it is is the the ultra low the u yeah. series of chips that are all dual core they have quad core versions yeah now um, yeah and that's what they fit into the macbooks and macbook pros right and the thing is apple doesn't necessarily introduce those chips immediately they, they're they, very they late. Always, they're always yeah, very they're late. always late right. so they you know until comes out with these chips we wait a few months <laughs> several months before Apple finally yeah. catches up and introduces these chips into these laptops. So so do you think they'll come with a laptop change or will they be one of those quiet spec upgrades where you're just like, oh, now they have quad-core parts? Yeah, I think it'll be a quiet lap, laptop change. Yeah. Well, they, they could bring the Touch Bar to the MacBook non-pro models. Touch Bar. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Could they? Is I don't it, know. Uh, can they fit it in that case? I don't know. I don't, yeah, know if, I don't know. They might be able to fit it, but I don't know if it's a cost. I don't yeah, know if the, the cost, cost too. Because what's the price? The the cost between the it's MacBook and the bucks, isn't it? Yeah, it's not yeah, a lot, right? Between the MacBook two, and the MacBook, the thirteen inch MacBook Pro yeah, that doesn't like have a, a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, it's I think it's two hundred dollars difference just yeah. to get the yeah. touch bar. Well, they just need to add touch screen. 
Yeah, <laughs> touch screen. Right. Just forget the whole touch <laughs> bar. No one likes a touch bar. Right. Yeah, not, touch yeah. Yeah. Not, I agree. I agree. Yeah. The touch bars they won't, but touch bar's kind of been a flop, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't feel like I should pay more for it. Like yeah. it's not I agree. It's yeah. it's I could take it or leave it, which yeah. is not yeah. what you want out of a new feature. Right. Right. A major new feature. Yeah. 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 So just give me give me a face ID on Macs. First of all, right. the front-facing camera it's on there. all the Macs, yeah. including the iMacs and stuff, is garbage. They're so <laughs> bad. They're like they're like ten-year-old yep. webcams. They're so bad. So they need to do that, and they yeah they need to put the face ID on it because the yeah the, the face ID on a Mac would be excellent. Oh yeah. Windows computers have Windows Hello. It's like magic. You just yeah. you open the yeah. screen, you're looking at it, and it just right. it logs you in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be so good. It's yeah. like the perfect angle for it and everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's that's the update I want. Yeah. Also, as far as next year's Maxbus go, Intel just teamed up with AMD for graphics. All right. And there's a school of thought that's that so that weird. is mainly for MacBooks. Yeah. Because of the uh, integrated graphics, the Intel integrated graphics were. Eh. Yeah, it's so. like two chips, but on a single module that have yeah. a direct communication between each other yeah. to like some discrete. And yeah, I would not be surprised if that was for. Maybe for 15-inch MacBook Pros or something like that, right. for or at least for MacBook Pro. Pros, the bigger Pros. Yeah, it's a shame we won't see those new MacBook Pros this year because, I mean... People buy laptops for Christmas. That's the thing. People yeah. buy laptops yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, I just read, though, that, um, and we saw it in the quarterly reports, people are people are buying a lot of these MacBooks. Yeah. yeah. They're, um, they're hot sellers. Yep. So. Considerably, you know, we're talking about four million versus forty-eight million iPhones, but yeah. sure, they're yeah, still, they're no, still buying the them. IPhone. Yeah, they're buying them. People are replacing laptops like with way yeah. less frequency, so that's you yeah. know a good rate. Yeah, I, I have the thirteen-inch with the touch bar, and I agree, it's not something that I need. I don't. I wouldn't care if it was yeah. there. Or not. It looks cool. I think it's a. It does look. Cool. It's a handy feature, but I, I use it for all the functions that I use the function bar for: volume, escape. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I, I never, I never use it to switch tabs on my. Uh, browser ever. You don't I, use it for emoji when you're. <laughs> no, I, like, I literally never. I use it. I thought for I, that, thought I, I would it when I got it, video. but I, I never. I never even. Con- I don't even remember it's there half the time. <laughs> like you said, it looks cool. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't use it. I mean, obviously, I'm still using a 2014 MacBook Pro. So, <laughs> mostly because I love this keyboard. Yeah, they. So. Uh, yeah. The, the keyboard. I don't hate the new keyboard, but it's not as good as the old one. Old one's yeah. better. Yeah. My fingers actually hurt after using that. Oh, new the new keyboard. the new touchpads are great though. The really yes. big mm-hmm. new touchpads. Oh, they're with awesome. The, oh, yeah, that is haptic nice. engine. Those are really guys. Nice. Yeah. You can't have both. Yeah. Can't have both. <laughs> I'm in the school that I don't like the new keyboard either. It's too clicky. It's too loud. It's the the, the travel isn't good enough. Yeah. I, I like my old. I have a 2012 um, MacBook Pro that I still use, and I like that so much more. I want mechanical wise. keys, so. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not going to get that in anybody's <laughs> yeah. laptop. But. Oh, there are there are PC gaming laptops with full of mechanical keyboards. Yeah, no, but they're not the same kind of mechanical keyboard. I think they have reds. Those I think they have cherries. Oh, I don't think so. I think the Predator wanna... 21X has cherry cherry switches in there. Well, they have, wow. but they're not the same as you get on a regular keyboard. They're it special is. laptop it's cherry full, switches. I think it's a full on. I mean, it's like a crazy, like. Eight grand laptop. Or I'll something have to crazy. see because how do you have four millimeters of travel? Oh, like you should see how big that computer is. <laughs> yeah. It is a big laptop. It, right? it has a Pelican case to carry it around. In. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, I want to change the color of my backlighting on my MacBook and make it blue. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that just now. I think it just about wraps up yeah. this episode of the MacWorld podcast. So I'd like to thank Mike Simon on the East Coast for joining us. Thank you very much, Mike. Like Consider, a, continue to send your hate tweets to me. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. We were, were talking before the show that we should do a, a version of Jimmy Kimmel's uh, mean tweets. So maybe we can do that. Save those Our up, holiday Mike. special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our own holiday special, pre-taped. Yep. Kinda. Yeah. So and I'd like to thank Jason and Leah. Thank you very much. Thanks, Roman. My pleasure. Thanks to Dan, thank our you. producer. And I'd like to thank the audience. Thank you for your comments and questions. Uh, we're still figuring out if we're going to our schedule for next week because next week in the U.S. is Thanksgiving week and it's a holiday week for us and it's a short week for us. Right. So, so we may or may not see you next week. Uh, or may or may not be on Wednesday. I think we what we need we need to figure out how our schedules are working out. Okay. 
because uh, there might be some overlap in terms of like maybe doing the podcast earlier. So we'll, we'll, we'll post on Facebook and Twitter when the next Macworld podcast will be. We'll definitely do one the week after, so yep. the last week of November, same time, same same bat time, same bat channel. Wednesday is at ten, but next week uh, that's still to be determined, and we will announce that pretty soon. So tweet your topics at us, what you want us to talk about. Yeah, because now we're sort of entering sort of a kind of a slow period in terms of Apple news. Yeah. So if you guys have stuff you would like us to talk about, you know, if you need some help with stuff, let us know. And we're so interactive now. You you, you got a topic you want to send us questions about and talk about? Yeah. yeah. Let us know. Please yeah. do. And we'll, uh, we, yeah. if everybody wants us to talk about something, so, we'll, we'll do that. Great. Well, that just about does it for this show. So we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. <laughs>